0: best of 2021 there are no guests for this episode it's going to be very interesting to see if I can hold your interest through this but I thought uh, a good way to kick off the new year here in 2022 by the way happy new year everyone uh, was to tell you about my favorite music from the year that's passed so today we're going to be talking about the year 2021 and my favorite songs and albums from the year so I hope you uh, are following along at home with your own little lists and uh, telling me what I got wrong and what I got right. That would be great. I'd love to hear from you. And you can, of course, always email me, michaelsrecordcollection at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And, of course, uh, everything you need for Michael's Record Collection is available at michaelsrecordcollection.com. You can sign up for my free newsletter if you're not aware of that. I write a Substack newsletter. It's a companion piece to this podcast. It goes out free Every week, sometimes there's even bonus issues. And also, there's a YouTube channel. You can find me at YouTube and on Instagram and Facebook at Michael's Record Collection. And on Twitter, you can find me at Mike's Records. So with all of that out of the way, uh, actually one more thing I'll tell you about is our Patreon. You can uh, find me at Patreon, Michael's Record Collection. And uh, you can, uh, in fact, it's just patreon.com slash michaelsrecordcollection. Just take a look at what's there. If you want to support the show, you can. If you don't want to support the show, if you feel like the the extra value added is not worthwhile, uh, that's fine too. No pressure. Just throwing it out there for you. But for as little as $2 a month, uh, you can be a supporter of the show. And there's different things that you get at different tiers. And I'm really coming close to finalizing my prize vault and we're going to start having some prize drawings so if you want to get in on that you need to become a patron so uh, go on to patreon.com slash michaels record collection just take a look and um, whatever uh, interest level you have in, in supporting the show i would appreciate it thank you so much All right, let's get to this week's show. It's just me, so again, I apologize if uh, things are a little bit dull, a little bit boring, but I'll try to keep it up and uh, light and ever effervescent however best I can. But I thought I would start with, on my best of list, is just to kind of give you some background, is that obviously I didn't listen to everything that came out in 2021. No one on the planet has done that because... Uh, it would be about 2025 before you've heard everything once, let alone listen to things multiple times. So I will do the best I can. I think I, I listened to quite a few releases this year, some popular, some not popular, uh, some independent stuff, some major releases, all of that stuff. So uh, I feel like I have a good cross-section. I didn't get to everything I wanted to. I'm still working my way through. But for now, these are my best, best ofs for 2021 and we're going to start with non-album tracks and the non-album tracks from 2021 that really stood out for me i picked four of them and uh, again you know i'm not, this isn't a you know an award you get an award and uh and and you have won the award these are it, it's subjective obviously so uh, in some categories i'll have two uh that i want to mention some i'll have three Um, And then, you know, there's this one, non-album tracks. I wanted to call attention to four. These are either standalone singles that came out this year, or they're uh, on an upcoming album to be released next year, uh, or they're part of an EP or something. And uh, these are really not kind of in any order, uh, but the first one I want to talk about is Billy Idol's Bitter Taste. There's nothing I can do to
1: change it now But if I cut myself open, baby Scars. Hello
0: I really love this song It's from his EP that he put out this year Uh, I'm sorry, last year (laughs) Still getting used to 2022 And to me, this is like the closest thing We're going to get to a Modern Doors song There's just something about the vibe of the song That makes me think of, you know Something puts me in the mood Like Riders on the Storm But it's it's a cinematic song It's really a cool tune Uh, Billy sings it really well It just seems like it would be a great song For a film soundtrack The next one I want to talk about is Tears for Fears with the tipping point. A, a brilliant song. It's going to be... Uh, it was the first single from the upcoming album that Tears for Fears has coming out in early 2022. They're going to tour. Very excited about this release. Maybe the most excited I've been about a release in quite some time. The thing about the tipping point is that it's not a very long song. It just kind of crawls into your brain and stays there, and it you don't mind. I always end up humming the melody behind it, um, and I just think it sounds... It, it sounds like Tears for Fears in their classic period, but it's also, it also sounds modern and fresh at the same time. So uh, Tears for Fears, the tipping point is one that I wanted to call out from a non-album track for 2021. The next one's a fun one. And if you remember the 1982 hit, The Safety Dance by Men Without Hats, well, Men Without Hats, has they have reimagined that song and they've slowed it down they've stripped it down it's they've created this melancholy version of it they call it no friends of mine you can find it on those streaming sites and it's really cool and unexpected we can dance if we want
1: to we can leave your friends behind because your friends don't dance And if they don't dance, well, they're no friends of mine We can go where we want to A place that they will never find And we can act like we come from out of this world Leave the real one far behind Leave the real one far behind
0: and an interesting version. The original is upbeat and bouncy, and the, the reconfigured sort of self-cover that they came out with is sort of more world-weary and resigned, and it's it just really works. I really like it. I think you should check it out. Uh, the last one I want to spotlight from the non-album tracks, also coming from a 2022 release, D. Virgilio, Morse, and Jennings did a song called Julia. He knows the
1: back of her head like the back of his hand. She takes off and lands in a new location
0: This is Nick DeVirgilio and Neil Morse, who formerly were together in the band Spock's Beard, and Hawkins, Ross Jennings. So Virgilio, Morse, and Jennings, they have an album coming out called Troika, and this first single, just a, a tremendous melding of their voices and and very cool harmonies, and I, I just think it's a great song. So those are the four songs that stuck out to me. They're not the song of the year. I've got that later in the in the show I will give you my favorite songs of the year. There are two picks, but these are some non-album tracks I wanted to uh, to call out. And there are some really weird uh, categories that I've chosen. And I'm going to start with the albums uh, now. I'm going to talk about albums, and then at the end we'll talk about the, the albums of the year and the songs of the year that I've chosen for the best of 2021. But let's start with debut albums. And there were two that really stuck up uh, above the rest this year. Uh, both very young bands. And the first one I want to mention is the self-titled debut album from Plush. Now, Plush, if you're not aware of them, there, there's a, a good buzz going for this band. They have opened for Evanescence and Hailstorm. They've uh, been opening for Seven Dust. And this is a band that's it's really up and coming. Got a nice buzz going, like I said. And everything you read about this band points out the fact that they are all women it's a rock band made up of all women they're very young women and i don't think that that's an important part of of plush i think the the fact that we should be really focused on is that it's not a novelty act it's a great rock band plush is a a great rock band they just flat out rock and their self-titled debut has all kinds of great songs it's in-your-face, well-crafted rock songs that are—they're performed well, they're sung well, they have hooks, they make you want to play the album again. And I will mention, like for each of these albums, uh, just like in the companion newsletter, I'll mention my favorite tracks from this album uh, are "Hate," "Athena," "Champion," and "Sober." Those four tracks really are, are standing out above the rest for me uh, on a very good album. My words, So good job by Plush, you have you have won the Michael's Record Collection Award uh, for best debut album, and you are sharing that with some young men from the UK, from actually from Glasgow, uh, Scotland, and that that is Mason Hills Against the Wall. Mason Hill is a band that I've talked about in my newsletter before, and their first full length album, Against the Wall, I talked about them in the April newsletter, so you can go back on. Uh, on substack.com, you can find Michael's Record Collection. You can go back and read that one. Or you can read it, actually, at michaelsrecordcollection.com. Because uh, I post all the newsletter stories there as well. So, uh, it was just a brief couple paragraphs, I think, about Mason Hill. But the great songwriting really comes to the forefront. They've got an excellent lead singer. Uh, they they really rock. They know how to write a good song. They have hooks. This is A band coming out of the gates with a masterpiece. Uh, My favorite tracks on this one are uh, "Against the Wall," "DNA," "Broken Sun," and "Find My Way." Check it out, Mason Hill. Against the Wall. Those are my winners in the debut albums category. Let's move on to new discoveries. These are not new bands. I want to point that out right now, but they are new to me. And I thought that it would be nice to recognize some bands that I had not previously discovered. And I'm just now hearing about for the first time. Or maybe in in one of the band's cases, I'm, I'm just hearing their music for the first time. There are two of these that stuck out for me again this year. Wild Street was one of them. I've talked about Wild Street in the past. I wrote about them. And you can check that out on uh, on Michaels Record as well. Uh, but Wild Street is a band that, it, you know, you can call them glam rock. You can call them sleaze rock. Whatever you want to call them. They're just a good rock band. And I got to see them live, this little dive bar in Longwood, Florida. And there were just like a dozen people in the place. And they played and performed like they were on stage at Madison Square Garden. They put on the full show. They gave you everything they had. They played their tails off. And that's what their songs are like on their album called Three. And as you might imagine, it's their third album, their third full-length album. So uh, Three is a great album. Uh, They released a bunch of singles uh, before they released the album, but it's out. You can pick it up. You can stream it. And my favorite tracks are Set It Off, Born To Be, and Three-Way Ride. Check it out. They're like, I don't know, Guns N' Roses meets Motley Crue, but it's all very modern, and there's other influences there as well, and I just think they're a fantastic band. recommend them, and they are one of my favorite discoveries this year, along with another band from Scotland called Churches. It's C-H-V-R-C-H-E-S. I have heard of this band before, but I hadn't heard of any of their music. I hadn't heard any of it. So I checked them out this year. They have a new album, a new album in 2021. I keep saying this year. i got to stop doing that. I checked them out in 2021. Screen Violence was the name of the album they released. And... It's just really great. It's catchy synth pop with an indie sensibility. It's like somebody took a mid-80s rock band, gave it a slick modern production, and plopped it in the middle of 2021. There are a few tracks that I think are maybe a little overproduced, but when they find the sweet spot, when when you're listening to them, they just sound so good. Uh, Robert Smith from The Cure makes a guest appearance on a song called How Not to Drown, which he also co-wrote. That is one of my favorite tracks from the album, along with Final Girl and Lullabies. So check out Church's Screen Violence. Very good stuff. Churches and Wild Street, my favorite new discoveries of 2021. That brings us to covers albums. There were a lot of covers albums the last two years because here in the pandemic, since the pandemic has started, many artists can't tour, they can't play bars, they can't go out and and do the things to make a living and, and spread the word the way they normally would and some of them decided to record covers albums rather than You know put out original material that they are not able to go out and tour and support so uh, one of the ways that they could sort of get by and and keep working through this is to do a covers album some of them did it for contractual reasons some of them did it for uh, just because it was something that was on their plate that they wanted to do at some point and they thought well right now the world's shut down so why not do it now we might not get another chance and in that category is the band Inglorious. That's a UK band, hard rock. Um, you know, one of these new wave of classic rock type bands. And just a great band. Matter of fact, they put out two albums in 2021. And Heroin is the name of their uh, covers album. Heroin with an E on the end. And there's a reason it's called that. It's because this is a tribute to their favorite women in music. And... All of the songs, sung by Nathan James, the vocalist, he's got a great voice, tremendous range. All of them were recorded by women originally, and some of them are pretty obvious covers that a hard rock band might cover. One of them is Joan Jett's I Hate Myself for Loving You. They do Barracuda from Heart. So obviously those are are things you would expect from a hard rock band. But they also do... Whitney Houston, Tina Turner, Christina Aguilera, Miley Cyrus, Alanis Morissette. They freaking rock these songs. And uh, they got a guest appearance from Jeff Scott Soto on this album, who uh, sang with um, with Nathan James on the cover of the Evanescence song, Bring Me to Life. Uh, I spoke with Nathan James on, uh, I guess in September it was, that I talked to him. And that's another uh, issue of... Uh, Michael's record collection in newsletter form you can go read it or that's also a podcast you can go listen to Nathan talk about this uh, one of the cool things about this album is that a percentage of the album sales go directly to women's charity so good cause they're helping you know women in need and they're paying tribute to women and these songs are really great in fact my favorite songs on here their cover of Uninvited by Alanis Morissette is fantastic they do Midnight Sky
1: It's been a long time since I found this girl my all
0: record collection winners in the covers album category inglorious with heroin the other one another guest i've had on this show chantelle mcgregor she put out two albums called shed sessions volume one and shed sessions volume two these albums are you know because of the pandemic she did some streaming uh, shows for her fans and she just performed acoustically for them and then she decided. Uh, you know, with some prompting from from her fans, hey, why don't you put these on an album? She collected them. She did an album. Um, the the first volume is just her and acoustic guitar. The second one, she play, there's some piano, there's some electric guitar, and it's they're both really really good. And like I said, Chantel and I talked about this on the show. You can go back and find that episode. But they were just released a few weeks apart, like about a month apart. There's just when i talk about the songs man there's there's uh some obvious stuff you know there's some james taylor and stuff that you would expect somebody with an acoustic guitar to cover uh joni mitchell but also some really difficult and interesting selections she she did jimmy hendrix's voodoo child as an acoustic um song she did a, a fantastic version of Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. That's one of my favorites. And the other favorite tracks I have on, uh, is a uh, cover of um, Metallica's Nothing Else Matters. She does a cover of Creep uh, by Radiohead that's very, very good. And she does a wonderful uh, version of The Raven That Refused to Sing, Stephen Wilson's song. A very big progressive rock fan, Chantel, is. And she loves Stephen Wilson, one of her favorite artists. And uh, she does a couple of Stephen Wilson songs. The other one is Drive Home. So prog fans out there, check out Chantel McGregor, Shed Sessions Volume 1 and Volume 2, the the Stephen Wilson songs are on Volume 2, but I, I recommend just giving them both a listen, they're very very good She's got a great voice. She's a fantastic guitar player. Chantel McGregor. C-H-A-N-T-E-L. Check that out. So those are my winners in the Covers Albums uh, category, Inglorious and Chantel McGregor. All right. Best Female Solo Artists. Well, tremendous female solo artists all year long, releasing fantastic albums the whole year. I mean, it was... You can talk about Sad Girl Summer, you know. You can talk about your your uh, Billie Eilish and your Adele and all of that stuff that came out. The Lord and all the stuff that came out this summer, and um, who else? Casey Musgraves, uh, <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo, just tons and tons of material put out by women that was fantastic. And one of the ones that I gravitated to early on this year, I don't know how early it was. I think it was back in May. Uh, talk to Laura Mead. Now Laura Mead uh, did a show on her album, "The Most Dangerous Woman in America," and yes, it is one of my picks for best female solo artist release for 2021. And Laura, of course, uh, of course, is an is vocalist. One of two women who sing in the band is progressive rock band is very good band one of my favorite prog rock bands that are probably way way under the radar for a lot of people but they are really really great laura is fantastic she's creative she's gifted and she's got a great voice she released a stunning album in 2021 the most dangerous woman in america it's a thematic album not really a full concept album but thematic it speaks on behalf of women who have been silenced or have had their power taken away from them and it's kind of inspired by the story of the real-life story of actress Jean Seberg. Uh, but it kind of speaks on a broader um, level to, uh, to women everywhere. And I think that she did a great job, knocked it out of the park. She and John Galgano from Iz wrote this album and recorded it during the pandemic. I think it's one of the great albums to listen to start to finish. It's not very long. It's 39 minutes. So you can, you can sit and listen to the whole thing. And I don't really know how to describe it. I think I described it in my uh, newsletter about the album, so you can go back and find that at michaelsrecordcollection.com. Laura Mead is the artist. And my favorite tracks from the album, the title track, The Most Dangerous Woman in America, The Shape of Shock, which is a fantastic turn of phrase, and the, uh, the closer, Tell Me Love. And uh, I think you will enjoy it. I did. What Alright, a little bit of a cheat with my other female solo artist, because it is Leslie Hunt, and she didn't put out an album, she put out two EPs just a couple of months apart, Ascend and Descend, and again, this is a, an artist that I spoke to this year, and if you're picking up on, you know, a lot of these are these awards are going to artists that have been on the show, it's not because they've been on the show that they're winning the awards, it's because I like their music that they were on the show, uh, Michael's record collection it's right there in the title it's my record collection it's the music that I like and I, that those are the people that I talk to is you know if I don't like your music or if I think your album's not very good, I'm probably not going to try to reach out and talk to you about it and so anyway, Leslie hunt is um, another female vocalist who fronts a progressive rock band, the chicago area band district ninety seven Uh, If you are familiar with their music, it's very, very proggy and angular at times, and crazy and wacky, and and time signature changes and all that kind of crazy stuff that you, you know, that the prog heads love. And her EPs—they're nothing like that. She hits on pop, she hits on funk, um, rock, Americana, a little bit of country in there, and just too fantastic albums, just uh, or, or records anyway, and the only thing I can say bad about them is they're not long enough, they're each seven songs, and the songs are all short but just powerful and amazing melodies, choruses, hooks everything is here uh, my favorite tracks, Down the Road is a song that she wrote about her late sister that just it shatters me every time I listen to it, it is a an unbelievable song
1: I wish I could have been the person that you needed And it's anybody's guess if anybody could And ever since I lost the chance to make it right I'm finding ways of keeping you alive There are some people that we cannot say goodbye to And some people that we think will never leave our side But when you start
0: So check that one out down the road is the one I recommend most. there's just but you can't go wrong on either of these e p s uh wolf cried boy is another one that I like a lot. Big white flag is kind of about uh hanging out outside because of the pandemic. you're trying to socially distance so um spending time with people outdoors uh, you know trying to trying to come to grips with you know not having anywhere to be and staying home so big white flag is a good one that's on descend as is So Many Times, which So Many Times is about her time in a... She's in an event band. She's also a singer in an event band, so she does, like, weddings and big parties and and things of that nature. And uh, so, like, she doesn't get to spend weekends with her family because she's part of someone else's family for the night. And this is a great song that reflects that so many times. I, I think you'll enjoy it. Again, Leslie Hunt, Ascend and Descend. They're both EPs, and... Laura Meads, The Most Dangerous Woman in America. Those are my best female solo artists releases from the year 2021. All right, that brings us to the guys. Let's see what the guys have been up to in 2021. Two pretty well known names here. These are not going to fly under anyone's radar. Lindsey Buckingham. He put out an album with his own name on it, and this album is worthy of his name. The Fleetwood Mac Legend has turned out a fantastic collection of 10 songs called Lindsay Buckingham. Uh, the songs aren't. The album is. The songs all have different names, obviously. Uh, the whole album is just under 37 minutes long, and he's still got it, man, when it comes to writing songs. he's He released this thing just a few weeks before his 72nd birthday. Uh, he still sounds good. The finger-picking style guitar is excellent. He plays all the stringed instruments. He plays all the keys. He play, He programmed the drums. And he just had these incredible layered and arranged backing vocals um, that, you know, are typical for a Lindsey Buckingham album. But just a great album. Favorite tracks, On the Wrong Side, I Don't Mind. Blind Love and Santa Rosa. Those are my favorite tracks from Lindsay Buckingham's self-titled 2021 release. My other Best Male Solo Artist release of 2021 might surprise some of my friends. John Mayer's Sob Rock. I've never been a big John Mayer fan. I didn't hate him. I just never really connected with his music. Stylistically, I don't know, his voice. I, I don't know what it was. But on Sob Rock, that's his tribute to 80s rock. It's in my wheelhouse, man. And it really... Kind of was the first time I've actually sat and listened to this guy play guitar. He's very, very good at it. Um, it's, I, I've been calling this the John Mayer album for people who don't don't like John Mayer. Um, I'm going to go back and check out his catalog again, just to see if any of it is, uh, you know, my opinion on it has changed. But Sob Rock is a fantastic record. Love it. Check it out. Favorite tracks are Last Train Home, New Light, Wild Blue, and Carry Me Away.
1: Wanna use me, then you gotta use me till I.
0: from john mayer lindsey buckingham from lindsey buckingham those are my best male solo artist releases from the year 2021 all right this is a totally made up and weird category (laughs) let's just throw it out there now classic artists who have returned to form in 2021 there are three and uh, th- I mean, there are more than three, but there are three that really stuck out above the rest for me. Let's start with the legendary founder of Sticks, Dennis DeYoung. His second uh, of two releases that came back in, in came out in back-to-back years, 2020 and 2021. 26 East Volume Two was the one that dropped this year, obviously following up 26 East Volume One. And this is his probably the most that Dennis's solo stuff has sounded like Styx music uh, at times on this album. Um he is a guy who thought he would be back in Stix. So when he embarked on his solo career, a lot of his early solo albums didn't sound like Stix. He he purposely did not want to sound you know, use that stick signature sound because he didn't want to any hard feelings when he went back to the band. Well, all these years later, he's not in the band. Um, Maybe he could have been doing that all along and maybe he would be, I guess, more uh, beloved as a solo artist. Had he done that? One of my biggest honors this year uh, was talking to Dennis uh, about this album Uh, back in the July 1st issue of Michael's Record Collection, so if you're looking for it on podcast, you can find it there. If you're uh, looking for the newsletter, you can find it on my website, you can find it in my substack, or you can watch the video of me talking to Dennis on my YouTube channel. But uh, the man is 74 years old, and you have to take him at his word when he says that this is his last album. This is going to be the last new album that he, he puts out, so... He went out on a great note. Uh, the album starts with his... He sort of wrote this love letter to the Beatles, and it is really cleverly written. It's called Hello, Goodbye. Uh, it captures the Beatles' spirit, and if you're a Beatles fan, there's tons of Easter eggs in there, uh, You know, musical Easter eggs for you to listen to. His voice is not as strong as it was in 1976, but, you know, it's really held up remarkably well. Dennis DeYoung's album uh, was co-written by Jim Peterick. He was the guitar player in Survivor. He's he's written with a lot of people. Really strong album. Uh, Favorite tracks, The Isle of Misanthrope, Hello Goodbye, which we just talked about, and There's No Turning Back Time. Three really strong songs uh, on a strong album, so check it out. It's a good guitar album, too. He's got uh, uh, multiple guitar players, including Tom Morello on this one.
1: The music plays for free tonight From the corporate parasites Living off the blood of their creators, The player stands there all alone stretches fingers to the bone So change your white hand made the best guitar the with your big old martial staff. Gone like a record star, never coming back.
0: Speaking of guitarists, another guy I talked to this year, because I I I just kind of lucked into talking to him. I really didn't know who from the band I was gonna talk to. But I talked to Brad Gillis from Night Ranger. Now, Night Ranger put out an album called ATBPO, which uh, stands for And the Band Played On. It's their little tongue-in-cheek reference to how they were able to push forward despite the pandemic. They recorded this separately and, you know, did a lot of writing on Zoom calls. You know, you've, you've heard the story before because it's the pandemic's not new. It's been going on for a while. And this is how a lot of bands have done it. And this is how a lot of bands actually do it all the time, in fact, nowadays, especially the smaller independent bands and and musicians who collaborate, um, you know, transcontinental people in Europe, people in North America, Australia. Um, they make music together all the time, and that's how they do it, file sharing and that kind of thing. So that's how Night Ranger put together ATBPO. Um, this is a band that's, they haven't stopped you know a lot of people would be like oh yeah I used to love Night Ranger back in the 80s this band never stopped guys I mean (laughs) they've put out four albums since 2010 and this is for me this is the best one of them all the first single is called Breakout that's one of my favorite tracks on this album it is a you know it's the type of anthemic rocker that you know Night Ranger for can still rock in America don't tell me you love me that's what Breakout is that's that's This album's You Can Still Rock in America is Breakout. I like Can't Afford a Hero. It's a really gorgeous ballad. Uh, Bring It All Home to Me and Monkey are two other really uh, great songs that I like from this album. Check it out. Night Ranger, A-T-B-P-O. And you can, of course, uh, (laughs) go find my conversation with Brad Gillis on YouTube or on this podcast. Uh, If you're looking for it, uh, that was back in August. So August of 2021, look there. And uh, also, you can read the newsletter. You can read my full report on ATBPO. All right, so that's two classic artists who returned to form, but nobody returned from a longer layoff than this third band, and that is ABBA. Yes, that is ABBA. The Swedish supergroup put out their first album of new material in 40 years. Four zero years. What a story. 2021, ABBA is back. And when the first two singles dropped in the summer, I was just beside myself. I was giddy. And I was very excited, but I was also, I had some trepidation. Is this, is this going to be a bunch of old people sounding really old? Uh, are they going to tarnish their legacy? Well, they they did not tarnish their legacy. Um, their singles were called, I Still Have Faith in You and Don't Shut Me Down. Those are two of my favorite tracks on the album. They, they totally picked the right, the right songs to release as singles. And they're freaking marvelous. They sound great. Yes, the voices are a little more mature. Some of the lyrics are clunky. ABBA lyrics have always been a little clunky, but also charming. Uh, just really, really uh, great songs, and they sound like ABBA songs, so that's that's the compliment there. Uh, Benny Anderson and Bjorn Olvaeus, tremendous songwriters. They can still bring it in the songwriting department. Uh, I also like the songs Keep an Eye on Dan and Just a Notion. Uh, but really, I like the whole album. There's a there's a song that uh, I've already added to my um, Christmas list that's on this album. There's uh, my Christmas music list on Spotify. Uh, ABBA put a song out called Little Things on this uh, album, which is called Voyage. I probably should mention the name of the album. <laughs> it's Voyage. Uh, and one more thing that I wanted to mention is Keep an Eye on Dan... Is at the end of the song, it's got that little piano part from SOS. So a little nod to their past. So it's very cool to have that in there. Uh, So those are my three classic artists who returned to form this year. Dennis DeYoung with 26 East Volume 2, Night Ranger with ATBPO, and ABBA with Voyage. My voice is getting a little uh, out there. I'm used to having somebody to, you know, bounce off of and and take a break. (laughs) I don't have that. I'm going to talk about three more bands in this next category, which is hard rock slash metal going to put those two together because why not? There are no rules. This is my list. I can just make stuff up as I go. Anyway, the first one I want to talk about one of the biggest bands on the planet in terms of hard rock and that's the Foo Fighters with Medicine at Midnight. I have seen positive and negative reviews of this album throughout the year 2021. I think it's just tremendous my first exposure to some of the songs on this album were seeing the foo fighters on saturday night live and when they did shame shame which i think was the first song they did on saturday night live i was like what is this and i did i wasn't sure that it worked but i i was like okay (laughs) and uh, i really liked the album version and i grew to really love the album version in fact um I think between this one, they oh, they also put out a Bee Gees tribute this year called Hail Satin. And they, you know, uh, Dave Grohl did uh, the Hanukkah sessions. And everything Dave Grohl's doing right now is just great. I, I just love Medicine at Midnight. One of my favorite albums of the year, obviously, because it's on this list. Favorite tracks, Making a Fire, Shame, Shame, Waiting on a War, and Chasing Birds. sky. Racing Birds, I think, is a little under the radar, a little deeper cut. You like hair metal in the 80s, did you? This, this guy could have gone in the classic artists who returned to form category. But Dee Snider's never really gone anywhere. Dee Snider, the lead singer from Twisted Sister, uh, he put out a tremendous metal album, Leave a Scar, in 2021. His voice has held up really nicely over the years, considering the kind of way he sings. And for this album, he surrounded himself with really standout musicians. He he doesn't fall into the trap of you know trying to make the same type of hair metal songs over and over that a lot of bands did. He's not interested in, in putting out another version of "Stay Hungry." This album sounds fresh and modern and vibrant. And this guy's in his mid sixties. We have no right to expect an album this good from D. Snyder, but. It's a really, really strong album. And there's a couple of songs on here that are as good as anything he's ever done as a solo artist or with any of the bands he's been in. Uh, favorite tracks on this: Before I Go, Silent Battles, and I Gotta Rock Again. Those are my favorites from D. Snyder Leave a Scar. Now, I'm starting to think maybe I'm leaning towards older artists when I go for this third band, because it's Iron Maiden. But it's it's freaking Iron Maiden, man. How can I not have Iron Maiden on this list when they put out an album in 2021 as good as Senjutsu? I do have some criticisms of the album. It's a little long at times. There's, there's some of the sprawling epics that are just... That maybe should have been trimmed a little bit maybe a little more editing a little self-editing might have helped and the production still a little muddy for my taste from kevin shirley but i think these songs are very very strong i love it uh i think it might be one of their best since bruce dickinson returned to the band as the lead singer i think they could do with some more of their catchy shorter songs with the the you know the sort of sing-along rock choruses that run to the hills type things. But Iron Maiden's more mature now. Senjutsu finds them, you know, sort of looking to stretch out as musicians, embrace their progressive rock influences. Steve Harris is writing these, these long historical pieces. And it's still good. <laughs> I really like it. Uh, so the writing on the wall was the first single. It's one of my favorite tracks on the album, Stratego. Uh, The title track, Sinjutsu and Darkest Hour. Those are my favorites from Iron Maiden's Sinjutsu. So, in the Hard Rock Metal category, if we're recapping, Foo Fighters with Medicine at Midnight, Snyder from with uh, Leviscar, and Iron Maiden with Senjutsu. Okay, guys, you know I love my progressive rock. I am a prog rock dude, and once again, I narrowed it down to three. <laughs> I couldn't get it any lower. Uh, my award winners in the progressive rock category, they start... With Life Signs Altitude, the name of the album, the third album from Life Signs, a band that was started basically on a dare. <laughs> you know, let's see, let's see you do better kind of a pub bet. And John Young has, has won his bet because Life Signs right now is doing prog rock as good as anyone out there. A fresh sounding progressive rock album, catchy hooks. Uh, with progressive virtuosity, without being in your face about it. Like, they're not saying, hey, look how good we are at playing these instruments. They just play them, and they, they're difficult parts, but they don't make them sound difficult, and they don't, they don't, they're not, it's not flashy, but they're just really good songs, and it's accessible. I think not, you know, people that aren't into prog rock can get into prog rock through bands like Life Signs and albums like Altitude, because they are accessible, the music that they put out serves the song. It's not a vehicle for showing off. It's not about their technical ability, but they do have it. Uh, tremendous band. And my favorite tracks are the title track, Altitude, a poppy number called Gregarious, and uh, the other two, I really, uh, their standouts for me, Ivory Tower and Last One Home.
1: A wall of sea surrounds him Confronting all his fears Sound is water
0: Check out Life Signs Altitude. You're going to have to check them out on their website. They are very DIY. They're not, this isn't going to be on your streaming site. And you might balk at the prices for the C, the CDs because, yeah, they believe that in what they do. And they believe that, that quality, you know, if you, if I guess the way John Young explained it is, you know, you don't, you don't pay the same food. You don't pay the same at McDonald's as you do in a, in a five-star restaurant. You pay a little more for the quality stuff. So that's kind of the way they look at it. Don't let that be a deterrent or or prevent you from checking them out because it's really, really good work. And uh, I also talked to John in October about the making of this record. You can check that out um, on my YouTube or on this podcast. Uh, I should have wrote down, I <laughs> should have like had a list of the the episode numbers i can't uh, can't think right now been talking too long uh but yeah john young explained it and also we did a newsletter for that one so check it out life signs altitude these next two are both sort of fronted by the same guy neil morse who we've already talked about in the Virgilio morse and jennings uh track non-album track at the beginning of the show uh, Neil is in a band called Transatlantic. It's a super group, and Neil, of course, was in Spock's Beard uh, when he started this with Roina Stolt from The Flower Kings, uh, Petra Wavis from the uh, the band Marillion, and uh, Mike Portnoy, who was with Dream Theater at the time. And Transatlantic put out The Absolute Universe this year. It's a weird album because it's not just one album. The Absolute Universe exists in multiple formats there is a there's an abridged version single disc called the breath of life it's just over an hour long there is a two disc set called forevermore that's about 90 minutes of music and the breath of life is not just a cut down version of forevermore like you would think it's just an edited version with you know they cut it down from 90 minutes to 60 but no (laughs) it's not that there are different versions of some of the songs, different vocalists and different parts of some of the songs that are on both. And it's really maddening. It's been maddening for me to try to digest this album because of that, because it's, it's really two and a half hours worth of music. And, you know, you have to figure out which one you like better. And I kind of think that I like the two disc version better, but I like disc one much better than Disc 2, if that makes sense. Yeah, check it out, The Absolute Universe. Uh, It's my favorite transatlantic album since The Whirlwind in 2009, and and I might end up liking it more than The Whirlwind when all is said and done. Probably not going to catch those first two classic transatlantic albums in in my estimation, but it's very high-quality stuff. Huge, bombastic, uh, proggy, and... Yeah, just it's it's in my wheelhouse favorite tracks on this one. Reaching for the sky, heart like a whirlwind, swing high swing low and the world we used to know. I mentioned Neil's been busy because he's always busy. He's got, he's got uh, his inner circle, which is his fan club or or sort of a a Patreon for him where you, you pay uh, 10 bucks a month. And every other month you get a disc worth of material that you can't get anywhere else. He's got that. He's puts out worship music because he's, he was very deep in his faith. Uh, He works in transatlantic. He's working with the Neil Morse band, which is, Uh, his band obviously Uh, he puts out live releases he does Morse Fest every year in his hometown so Neil's a busy guy and he also put out a fantastic Neil Morse band release called Innocence and Danger I got this thing on vinyl and it's three vinyl discs Uh, it's two CDs and it's a lot of music the guy writes really long songs but his band is fantastic uh, it starts For me, it starts with Eric Gillette, one of the most underrated guitarists probably in the world. I mean, everybody should know who this guy is. He's that good. And his voice is fantastic, and it really complements Neil's. So the two work all, well off of each other. Uh, Randy George, very underrated bassist. Uh, Mike Portnoy, also from Transatlantic, joins him in the Neil Morse Band. Basically, anything Neil does, just about Mike Portnoy drums on. Uh, And then there's Bill Hubauer, who's a a good keyboard player and sort of a multi-instrumentalist and has a very unique, uh, distinctive voice that he adds to the band as well. So, Innocence and Danger from the Neil Morse Band. Favorite tracks are Do It All Again, Your Place in the Sun, Not Afraid Part 1, and The Way It Had to Be. And even though I love my epics, those are all four sort of uh, short to middle length songs. There are some some 20-plus minute songs on the album, so... The Neil Morse Bands, Innocence in Danger, Transatlantic's The Absolute Universe, and Life Signs with Altitude. Those are my progressive rock winners uh, for albums of 2021. Prog rock albums of 2021. All right, here we go. It's time. Best albums and best songs of 2021. These are the best of the best. And, I mean, I don't know what to say about them. They're just, these are the ones that I come keep coming back to. I keep playing that i can't get enough of and some of the ones that i've already talked about are the same way but not to this degree these are the albums that i just can't stop playing and they are my favorites from 2021 let's start with the best songs now one of these i've already talked to you about it's called the tipping point from tears for fears i've i've already said pretty much all i need to say about it but if you like Tears for Fears, you will love this song. It is tremendous. It is, I mean, it's moody. It's its well-produced. It sounds modern. It sounds fresh. It's melodic. Love it. Can't get enough of it. Tears for Fears, The Tipping Point, one of my two songs of the year.
1: Life is true.
0: Life is tough. Life is crazy,
1: then it all turns to dust. We let them out. We let them in. Will you ever know when it's the tipping point? The tipping point? The tipping
0: point? The tipping point, The tipping point? The tipping point? Stephen Wilson's album, The Future Bites, came out in 2021. And let me tell you, Stephen's progressive rock fans uh, were very, very split on this album. It's very electronic, not much in the way of guitars. Uh, It's poppy, and it's dark and brooding, and I like it a lot. But even the people that don't like the album, most of them still like this song. 12 Things I Forgot is the name of it. It is a song that, I mean, if you're familiar with Stephen's other work, he's done some work with a, a project called Blackfield with Aviv Geffen. And this sounds like a Blackfield song, and that's a, that's a compliment. I think that Stephen and Aviv work really, really well together in Blackfield. They've done some of the best stuff that Stephen has put out in his career. It, just a tremendous collaboration between those two, especially the first few albums. But 12 Things I Forgot, great, great song.
1: Get what I said.
0: Stephen Wilson. That and Tears for Fear is the tipping point. Those are my two top songs of 2021. All right, let's get to best albums. You've been waiting. <laughs> All right, so one of these is going to be pretty obvious for anybody that has talked to me at any length about music in 2021, and that is Mammoth WVH, self titled album from Mammoth WVH. M- Mammoth WVH, w- what is that? Is that some kind of band? It is not. It is Wolfgang Van Halen, son of Eddie Van Halen, and he just put it out under the name Mammoth WVH. WVH obviously stands for Wolfgang Van Halen. Mammoth is the original name of the band Van Halen before they changed the name to Van Halen. So Mammoth WVH, and he did everything. Wolfgang did everything. He wrote the songs, he performed the vocals, guitars, bass, keyboards, drums. He's a literal one-man band. And the guy can sing. The guy can play everything. The music is emotionally—it's uh, emotional lyrically. It is—it's uh, just—it rocks. It's got some crunch to it. It's got some attitude to it. And everything about this album is just fantastic. I—I I got to see Wolfgang in concert. Um, he did put together quite a good band to perform the material, and it sounded like the record. Favorite tracks don't back down. Distance, which he wrote for his father, Resolve, Think It Over, and Mr. Ed, those are my favorite tracks, but really there's not a bad track on this album. That's why it's one of my albums of the year, obviously. One by one,
1: remembering a brighter sun.
0: Alright, the other album of the year. A little bit little more obscure unless you were into 90s alt-rock. Uh, the first album in 20 years by the Connells. The Connells, a six-piece band from Raleigh, North Carolina. It has been 20 years since they self-released a band, an album called uh, Old School Dropouts. The new album is called Stedman's Wake and this is a tremendous return to form for the Connells, and I spoke to Mike Connell about this album back in September, so you can find that interview, uh, you can find that podcast, you can find that interview on YouTube, you can find the newsletter, all of it, full review there. The short version of my review is that this album stacks up really well against the band's most popular output from the 1990s, when they sort of were at their peak, with the album Ring and the song songs uh, Slackjawed and 7475. This is every bit as good. The the lead single, Really Great, that describes the song perfectly. The name of the song is Really Great, and it's a really great song. It's very short, uh, but it does. It sounds like it could have been on Ring. Stedman's Wake is a fantastic song. The the guys are getting a little bit political. Uh, It's okay for me. Some people might be turned off by it, but it's just so darn... It's it's kind of haunting and, and... just a a really strong song. It's a catchy song. It'll have you singing it. It'll have you humming it. Uh, Other songs I really like off this, Rusted Fields, Fading In, and Helium.
1: There's a roll call rolling in, says let's begin, but this thing that has your measure makes you stop. But it's all inside your head, your crazy head, and you keep on keep on till you drop It'll dim your day no more It'll dim your day no more It'll dim your day no more more. I'm fading
0: Very, very good album. Steadman's Wake by the Connells and Mammoth WVH is self-titled. Those are my favorite albums of the year 2021. I don't know if you had those on your list, but if you didn't, whew, they should be on there. That's it. Those are my albums of the year. Hey, how about if I go through some honorable mentions? These are in alphabetical order by first name. This is sort of uh, my thing that I'm doing now. I'm, I'm, I'm using the iTunes uh, methodology Uh, for sorting my collection and that means that if your name is Robert Plant you're not in the P's, you're in the R's for Robert if you're, you know, if you're uh, I don't know, Bruce Springsteen you're in the B's, not the S's so that's how that works and then the the band names obviously uh, work perfectly alphabetically as well so here are some of the other albums that I just absolutely loved in 2021 they didn't quite make the cut but i wanted to give them a shout out because that's how good they are and how much i like them so let's go through them really quickly uh band from the uk called apollo junction they uh put out an album called all in so check that out i think that's on the streaming services if you want to just give it a a test drive um apollo junction all in very good good stuff there uh a band from uh, i think from sweden black diamonds uh, with a, uh, an album called No Tell Hotel. I talked a little bit about that in a previous um, issue of the uh, the newsletter. It's the same one that I, I talked about, uh, Mason Hill. Uh, Blackberry Smoke with You Here, Georgia. Tremendous Southern rock. Uh, Chrissy Hynde did an album called Standing in the Doorway. Chrissy Hynde sings Bob Dylan. I'm not, not a big Bob Dylan fan, but... I am a big Chrissy Hein and Pretenders fan, so check that one out. David Crosby, yeah. David Crosby's an old, old man now. He still sounds fantastic. Put out an album called For Free, and uh, I don't think it's for free, though. I think you have to pay for it. But uh, you can check that out on Spotify or anywhere else, and if you like it, buy it. Uh, Deck Burke, progressive rock artist, with an album called Life in Two Dimensions. That was highlighted on this show and also on my YouTube, obviously, and in the newsletter, Deck Burke, Life in Two Dimensions, Dirty Honey. It's an EP, it's an EP, self-titled EP, Dirty Honey from Dirty Honey, check that out. Uh, Duran Duran, with an album called Future Past, they are back with a vengeance, very good album from Duran Duran, and I will be talking about Duran Duran, one of their classic albums in an upcoming episode of Michael's Record Collection, so stick around for that. Uh, or be on the lookout for that. It's not like you know, I'm not asking you to just sit there and wait for me to start talking about it because it's a different show. It hasn't been recorded yet. <laughs> See, this is why I need someone to bounce off of. I just ramble. Uh, There's a band called The Dust Coda. Put out an album called Mojo Skyline this year. So The Dust Coda, Mojo Skyline. Check that one out. Fantastic hard rock band. Uh, Garbage. You remember Garbage? Well, they're still around, making great music. No gods, no masters. The name of the new album from Garbage, of the, the 2021 release, uh, Gary Kemp. Gary Kemp has an album called In Solo. Gary Kemp, you may remember him from Spandau Ballet. In Solo is a tremendous, tremendous solo album from Gary Kemp. Speaking of Gary's, Gary Newman. You remember the guy that sang Cars? Put out a fantastic album this year called. Uh, Did it again this year, in 2021. Put out a fantastic album called Intruder. Very dark. Um, And, I I mean, I just love the way he sings on this album. So check out Gary Newman's Intruder. If you like the rock and roll, how about Greta Van Fleet with the Battle at Garden's Gate? Really dig the Greta Van Fleet album. Uh, Here's one that you might not expect to be on my list. Halsey, with If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. Uh, There's a song called The Tradition that I just... I just can't get enough of that song. Uh, we talked about Inglorious earlier with their covers album Heroin. Well, their other album that put out in 2021 is called We Will Ride. That's Originals. Check that one out. Very good. Uh, Americana fans. I got Jackson Brown in here with Downhill From Everywhere. band called Land of Gypsies with an album called Land of Gypsies. I just talked to Terry E. Luce from Band of Gypsies. I'm sorry, Land of Gypsies. <laughs> the band Land of Gypsies. Terry E. Luce. In the very last issue... Of the newsletter, the very last episode, episode 44 of Michael's Record Collection, the podcast. And, of course, you can find it on my YouTube. You can watch uh, watch the entire conversation I had with Terry. He used to front the band Great White after Jack Russell uh, had split from the band. Uh, or vice versa, depending on who you listen to. And uh, Terry is uh, also the guy who, who put out... He, I mean, he had a tremendous hair metal band called XYZ they didn't arrive on the scene till 89 though so grunge was already wiping hair metal off the face of the earth when they put out their self-titled xyz album and that's a shame because it's a fantastic uh release land of gypsies check it out this is a this is an album that kind of it borrows from that 70s sound but it doesn't really like you'll pick up things like that sounds like bad company that sounds like humble pie that sounds like rod stewart but it's not, none of it's a ripoff or a copy. It's all original material with modern production. It just pays tribute to that sound of the 70s, early foreigner, early white snake. Uh, Terry can really sing, so check out Land of Gypsies. I, I really recommend it. Uh, the Levices with Not What I Bargain For. Now, if you're looking at the name The levices, it's you're not going to think that that's how it's pronounced. It's L I V E S A Y S. So it looks like it says the live says, or the live says the live says, but it's the Levacies. and it's a it's a really good album. Uh, again, I think Americana fans and blues rock fans will will like it. Um, Billy Levesey is the former guitar player from the Clarence Clemens band. Um, I talked to Billy about this art uh, about this album, uh, not what they not what I bargained for, and that one. Came out uh, that was September 9th. If you want to check that out, uh, September 9th was that episode and that issue of the newsletter. And uh, you can also see it on the YouTube channel. Uh, a few more. Mickey Dolenz with Dolenz sings Nesmith. We just lost Mike Nesmith at the the end of the year. Very sad. Mike Nesmith was my favorite monkey, my favorite member of the monkeys. Uh, I was very fortunate that I got to see Mickey and Mike uh, with their their monkeys farewell tour in. Late October or mid October uh, here in Orlando, Florida, and I'm really happy that I went. I almost didn't go, uh, but I I wanted to see them. I had never seen the monkeys. I never got to see them with all four of them. Never got to see Davy. Uh, Peter passed away, uh, and so it was just Mike and Mickey. And I was like, "Well, oh, yeah, I'm gonna go see them. You know, at least that way I can I can say that I did, and <laughs> hopefully it'll be good. And it was good, so I'm glad I went." I'm glad I could to see Mike um, performing before he passed away. It was very sad. But uh, Mike Nesmith wrote for my money. He wrote some of the and and sang some of the best songs that the Monkees released. And this is Mickey doing a bunch of Mike's songs. So Dolan sings Nesmith. That's on my list. Okay, here's another one that probably will surprise some people. Olivia Rodrigo's Sour is on my list. My my uh, honorable mentions. Heard a sad girl summer? Yes, it is a. To me, it seems like a concept album to being angry at somebody for moving on. Um, and, you know, that that adolescent fury of, of you know, you said we we're always going to be forever. You know, this was forever. And, and here you are with someone else. And you're never going to feel the pain that I feel. And all of this stuff. And you're just like, you know, you're sitting here and you're 50-something years old like I am, and you're going, that's cute, that's adorable. <laughs> you know it's it's a good learning experience for you honestly um but it, it's some really great pop music too so olivia rodrigo's uh, sour uh, rachel flowers did an album called bigger on the inside rachel is a fantastic composer and singer and you will want to check that out i obviously have talked to rachel on this show And uh, that was on uh, hmm, October 21st. So you can find that one. Uh, There's a a full rundown on that album. And a tremendous interview, I thought she was. And, and, you know, you can check that out on my YouTube channel. Or just read the... uh, If you just read the newsletter, most of these have the video of the full interview embedded in the bottom of the video. Or in the bottom of the newsletter. So check it out there. Uh, Also, (laughs) Samantha Fish... Great blues guitarist. Uh, She had an album out called Faster. Very, very good. Check it out. Another band I had on the show, Secret Sphere, an Italian power metal band. They put out a great album called Lifeblood. Check that one out. Uh, Steve Hackett, you prog fans, Steve Hackett put out an album called Surrender of Silence. I got that on my uh, honorable mentions. Stephen Wilson's The Future Bites. I already talked about that. 12 Things I Forgot is a fantastic song off of the future bites. Sticks. We talked about Dennis DeYoung. Sticks put out a great album this year, Crash of the Crown. Toad the Wet Sprocket with Starting Now. Really like Toad's. Really like Toad stuff. Always like Toad the Wet Sprocket. A band that really copies the Mott the Hoople uh, template, the Sweet template. You know all of those sort of um, classic glam rock bands out of England uh, in the seventies. This band is a bunch of young guys out of Sweden. Uh, called Velvet Insane, and the album is called Rock and Roll Glitter Suit. Check that one out. I also had uh, Jesper Lindgren from Velvet Insane on uh, Michael's Record Collection. I don't even know when that was. That was a long time ago. (laughs) It seemed like a long time ago. Yeah, it was July 8th. So uh, you can find that in a back issue. Really crazy prog stuff that... uh, Deck Burke turned me on to. Um, not a new band. They've been around a little while, but I really wasn't familiar with them. band called Vola. They put out an album called Witness in 2021. I mean, I don't even know how to describe the music. You just have to check it out. It's kind of like an industrial prog. Um, go check that out. Vola, V-O-L-A. Witness is the name of the album. And finally, Walter Egan with Fascination. And that is a concept album about his sort of uh, infatuation if you will, with the super groupie Pamela Debar, Walter kind of fell head over heels for her, and um, you know, even at his uh, rapidly advancing age—aren't uh, all of our ages are, are rapidly advancing? But uh, you know, Walter's getting up there, and even at his age, he was—he was stunned to find out he's 73 years old. He was kind of surprised that he found out he could still kind of have those feelings and. It was a little bit of unrequited love. And, of course, unrequited love is a great sort of motivator to write great songs. So check out Fascination from Walter Egan. You may remember him from Magnet and Steel, a 70s one-hit wonder, just fantastic song. He's worked with Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham. Uh, He was, of course, on Michael's Record Collection July 29th. You can find that issue on my substack or on on my website. And uh, the video will be on the YouTube. And Walter was great. I have talked to Walter for a long time. I don't even know how long that was. But it was a great interview. Really enjoyed him. Anyway, that's it. Those are my picks. The first annual Michael's Record Collection Award Show. It's hard to believe this, this endeavor. Michael's Record Collection has been going for just over a year. Uh, it was late December of 2019. when I'm sorry, of 2020. Uh when I interviewed Little Atlas, the prog band Little Atlas, a 15-year retrospective of their Wanderlust album. And that was the first issue of the newsletter. And I eventually did turn it into a podcast. You're listening to the podcast right now. But I turned this into a podcast in like June, mid-June of 2021. Uh, I decided, well, I've, I've got all these videos. I have been putting them up on YouTube for people to see. I could just make them into a podcast if I just grab the audio, clean it up a bit, uh, you know, add some, drop in some songs and stuff. So, so like mid June, I started to do that and created this. So I've been at this a little more than six months from a podcast standpoint, and I'm having a good time. Met a lot of great people and um, talked to some amazing people. Like I mean, like I talked to already uh, about Brad Gillis and Dennis DeYoung. I talked to Gil Moore from Triumph. I mean, just uh, a lot of people that I find interesting and, that, and whose music I enjoy. I've met some new people that I really like that, you know, throughout this year sampled their music, got them on the phone, got them on the the podcast. And I've had a great time. Those early ones, you know, they're backdated. So like if my if if I had like a January issue of the newsletter and that's when I did the interview and or put out the newsletter, then I I sort of used that as my publication date for the podcast. So you might see some that predate June 15th, uh, 2021, but any podcast that I put out that says, uh, that has a date on it from before June 15th of 2021 was recorded earlier. And then I just put on, you know, whatever the date was that the newsletter went out. So really anything from June 15th on, those were recorded sort of within a couple of weeks from when they went live. Anyway, this one has gone on long enough. That'll do it. I I hope you write to me and tell me what you thought of my picks or what you thought I missed, what you thought of my categories. (laughs) If you're mad at me for not picking one winner in each category. Um, But I used to do that. I used to do a radio show, a progressive rock radio show, and I I did my top ten albums of the year, and I did like a winner in several categories, and those categories were sort of static. They never changed, and it was a lot of work. (laughs) <laughs> and, I, and this was a lot of work it was fun um, and I, I just felt so much pressure to try to listen to everything and I'm not feeling that pressure anymore and now if I want to have two winners I can have two winners if I want to have three winners I can have three winners so uh, congratulations to everyone that I talked about tonight they all put out fantastic music in 2021 helped us get through a very difficult year and uh, yeah those are my winners so again write to me Michael's Record Collection at gmail.com tell me what you thought Tell me what you liked about this show. What do I need to do different next year? Do I need to get a co-host? <laughs> you know, is it is it too much of just me? Anyway, thank you for listening to episode number 45. Check out MichaelsRecordCollection.com Collection.com for all things Michael Record, Michael's Record Collection. Uh, please follow me on Twitter at Mike's Records. They won't let me put all of those all of those uh, characters in to, to do Michael's Record Collection, so it's at Mike's Records. And if you listen to this podcast, whatever wherever you listen to it, please give it a give it a rating. I would love it if it's five star, but be honest if you think it's a three or a two or whatever, give me that too, because that I think every little bit helps. It, it just get me some ratings, and and if you take the time to write a review, uh, that'd be fantastic too. So thank you for listening to episode forty five. Next week we'll be back with a more normal show with a more interview format, uh, but thank you for indulging me. Uh, Please check out all of these. I'll I'll put all of them. I think I'll just list them in the show notes, and um, it'll be very very long show notes for this episode. But um, it'll be worth it. And uh, you know we're going to announce these winners on my Twitter um, as well. So thank you again for listening. I hope that you've subscribed. I hope you you go and subscribe to my YouTube channel and. You know, thank you just so much for making this first year of Michael's Record Collection fun. Thank you to all my great guests and all the friends that I've met, other podcasters, uh, musicians. Uh, It's been great getting to know all of you. And I'm looking forward to 2022 and coming back and doing this again in the uh, first week of next year. So have a happy new year, everybody. Stay healthy, stay happy, and keep on listening to the music. Buying the t-shirts, buying the physical products, supporting the artists. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Michael's Record Collection is hosted and produced by Michael Citro. Logographic courtesy of Jerry Cutchins. Follow Michael's Record Collection on social media, at Mike's Records on Twitter, and Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. If you like what you hear, you can support the show through our patreon at patreoncom Record Collection. For the free newsletter version, go to substack.com and just type Michael's Record Collection into the search bar. Thanks for listening.